Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, my beautiful brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. Ah, oh, brothers and sisters, thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. I am uh, I'm honored to bring part two, the second episode with Champ. And if you have not yet seen the Great Awakening map, it is definitely worth checking out, looking at. It might trigger you. It might bring curiosity to light for you. You might see things that you've never thought of. Um, however, it look... It's okay. It's okay. Anything or anyone that tells you it's not okay to explore new information is not operating in the frequency of love. They're operating in the frequency of fear. And when they operate in the frequency of fear, or you or I do, it leads to control. And control is the absolute epitome of, or the, not just the epitome, I'm sorry, but the antithesis, the freedom. Control is, and freedom cannot coexist in the same space. So love and fear cannot coexist in the same space. So anything or anyone that tells you don't look at that, that's fear. You're going to be okay. Explore information, explore knowledge. I'm so excited to bring my beautiful brother back for another episode. I am actually wearing one of his uh, sweatshirts that he designs um, on his website and uh, honored to uh, wear that. And I'm also excited to bring this episode to you. So First of all, welcome back. I I loved and was honored of our first conversation. That was that was awesome. And we we covered a lot and didn't go that deep on any one particular subject. But tonight let's let's go deep. Let's get down. Thank you so much for having me back for part two. I'm ready awesome. to go down the deepest, darkest rabbit holes with you, brother. I know you can handle it. Oh, <laughs> handle it um excited for it um it is uh wherever there's darkness when we realize that we're the light then there is no darkness and here we are two light beings engaging in this conversation and we can go down in these rabbit holes and then it bring the light to it and hopefully um Everyone listening, everyone watching this, if this is the first time perhaps you've ever heard conversations like this, hang in there. You know that my deepest desire is to see the hurting in this world get healed and the healed go out and heal others and to treat human beings like the beautiful human beings that we all are. And so my beautiful brother, the yogi, the 5D awakening consciousness, the, the great awakening map creator and uh, guru. Um, I'm just honored, brother. So where, where do you, 
where do you want to start? Where do you feel called to, where should we, we dive in with the map? That's, is there any one particular thing for someone that is new to this? Where, where do we start? Where do we take people? Where do you feel like the calling is to take people on this journey? If your viewers uh, haven't seen the Great Awakening map, they can view it while they listen by downloading it for free at greatawakeningmap.co. It is a one-page meme full of as many red pills and rabbit holes as you can possibly fit onto one page. <laughs> yes. And uh, what I really want people to take away from this project is the map is designed to awaken somebody out of darkness and lead them toward full enlightenment mm. in this one lifetime, mm. not in many, many, many lifetimes of schlepping along, but in one lifetime, it is quite possible to attain full enlightenment. And that definition may be different for a lot of people, um, depending on their spiritual knowledge and the type of spiritual information they've been researching since they since they've been awakening. Mm. So the term enlightenment here will will use it um, will use it casually, but you can go into that topic for your entire life. There's many many ways to define enlightenment, mm. but hopefully throughout this conversation you'll understand my definition of it, and you'll come to realize that it's the definition of many other religions and spiritual traditions all combined reaching the same peak but climbing the mountain from different paths yes yes so you look at the great awakening map near the bottom uh the very very bottom is where i put all the most deepest darkest conspiracy theories mm. the very 101 of awakening you have very typical things such as illuminati secret societies false flag wars fake news cnn Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Fluoride, things that you should avoid, things that you should uh, definitely stay away from. The boogeymen, as right. you may say. Right. Well, along the very bottom, you're going to see all of the topics that most people awaken to politically. Um, when I was awakening, 9/11 truth was one of my red pills. Hmm. So when I was coming out of college, I watched the documentary Loose Change 9/11, and that was one of the first red pills of my realization that the government was working to basically uh, have a nefarious plan to overtake not just the U.S., but most, most of the westernized world, Eastern world as well, most right. definitely. So the deep, darkest conspiracy theories are at the bottom of the map. And as you start to go up the map, you start to, you start to leave Earth. You start to go into the higher realms, the astral realms. You start to le learn about UFOs, extraterrestrials. And then above that, you start to learn about all the different secret space programs we have throughout our solar system and beyond. Mm. And then on top of that, you're going to start to learn about the higher dimensional beings that are, that are uh, custodians of planet Earth and who are custodians of humanity's timeline. They are higher dimensional beings who have been steering earth's course throughout throughout eons of histories mm. not just one earth history but many many times where the civilizations of earth have destroyed themselves and then rebuilt themselves 
So these custodian extraterrestrials are benevolent beings who have been with Earth throughout countless civilizations, including Atlantis and, and previous to that. So you can imagine how special planet Earth is to the higher dimensional beings. That's why they don't let anything destroy planet Earth, but they cannot interfere with our free will. Right. So they let humanity grow and, and prosper on our own. But just like in Star Trek, where they have the prime directive, uh, certain ETs cannot interfere with the spiritual development mm. of the humans on planet Earth. Um, so above the free will on the Great Awakening map, uh, right now we're about the center of the map. And above free will, around that area, you'll, you'll see free energy. Mm-hmm. These higher dimensional civilizations utilize free energy to power everything. And once you have free energy, you can have a 5D civilization. Mm. A 5D civilization is where everything is instantaneous. Just like on Star Trek where they have replicators. This technology already exists in the secret space programs. Humans are already using these technologies. It's just a matter of time until the heroes who have defected from these secret space programs. uh, It's just a matter of time until these heroes are able to publicly come out and release these technologies, mm-hmm. which they are doing secretly with the Earth Alliance. Right. And Earth Alliance is also allied with Q. So lo and behold, that's how Q knows every future timeline that could possibly happen because they have looking glass technology. Um, so let's see, where can I continue from here? That's amazing. Uh, and, and, going a little bit higher up on the yeah, map. Yeah, keep going, keep going. All of keep this going. crazy stuff, right? <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Yeah. Wonderful, crazy stuff, by the way. And, I, and I'm look. Uh, as you're talking, I'm look. I have it printed, so I'm. I'm. I'm that's great. With you right now. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, and that's the whole point of the map. It's supposed to overwhelm the viewer and and show them their place in everything. Mm. Uh, so, if you go to the very top of the map, you're going to get to the most advanced spiritual knowledge, so advanced that. Um, not even God, the creator of the universe, truly understands where he came from himself. Mm. Um, at the very top of the map, you'll see a very special quote that says, um, the mystery of universal creation will always remain a secret. Mm. Even the creator himself will not fully ever understand where everything came from and why. It's there. That's mm. how mysterious the universe is. It's so vast and so infinite that even God has to create programs for himself to learn about himself. Yes. That's the reason I, why we're here. I first uh, learned about that with the book Conversations with God, which it was a really, um, it's a really beautiful book for anyone listening. I recommend the audio version of it. And it's a guy who, was I believe he was homeless in Southern Oregon, like Ashland, Oregon, and felt like he was getting these messages and he started writing writing down these messages and God started talking to him. And this book is incredible. And he, God explains, I could not know myself in myself. So I created man in my image to know the 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 context or the contrast and the i mean it's just really beautiful and the author voices the book and he does a really beautiful job but yes i 
to just affirm. And that's a really gentle, gentle red pill for anyone. That's like a, <laughs> that's like a baby Tylenol or something, but it's, it's uh get you, get you warmed up to that, what you're saying. So that's, that's really beautiful. Thank yeah. you. The, what you said is really, really beautiful because uh, I believe that God created the mirror mm-hmm. and it was the mirror that created, contained the greatest secret of all time. And this mirror is that everything that you see in your life is just a reflection of you. Yes. Yes. And we go throughout countless lifetimes over and over again for eons and we forget this fact. Mm. But now that we are in these human precious bodies that we have in this lifetime, we're actually returning to this information. Mm. You and I and all of your thousands and millions and billions and zillions of viewers yes. will know this information. And when you awaken to this information, you have, the, you have finally the ability to choose where you would like to go in your next life. You can choose the rebirth whether you want to come back as a human or if whether you want to go into the higher, higher realms, also known as pure lands. There's many, many different ways to talk about it. Hyperdimensional realms, 6D, 7D plus. Yeah. Um, I think many, many Eastern uh, religions and philosophies uh, integrate reincarnation in their teachings. Right. In the West, it may not be as strong as a belief but if you are a good uh, spiritually awakening researcher Mm -hmm. you will sample every world religion you will sample different meditations and spiritual teachings so that you can get a a one taste of of our world and then this one taste usually will contain knowledge about reincarnation and and past lives if it reincarnation is is too much for for some people past lives is much more easier to to learn about because um i had studied past lives for over 10 years and i I have seen and heard the most amazing stories and the most amazing thing about all these stories is that they always say the same thing about about the source Um, in the top right of my map you'll see in all capitals, return to source. Mm. And this is the ultimate spiritual destination of the map. Uh, this is the ultimate spiritual destination of any being who is awakening to their true nature. Mm. Uh, when we pass away, everything dies, everybody dies. But where we travel after the death is the ultimate question. Mm. And there are many, many techniques in this lifetime that you can practice so that you have control where you want to go just by knowing the fact that there are places to go after death will prepare your consciousness and your heart throughout this life for you to have that sort of peaceful, perfect ability to remain calm past a state of death Mm. because consciousness travels on consciousness doesn't die. Consciousness is eternal, but where that consciousness goes after death is determined by your karma and how much spiritual knowledge you've gained in this lifetime. It also carries on from past lives. Um, the, Tibetan, uh, the Tibetan monks and lamas are experts of, of the death state. Um, there's a very famous book called the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying, also known as the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Um, this book 
uh, records the the process of dying and where the consciousness goes and what it sees before taking a rebirth. Um, many Buddhists decide to many Mahayana Buddhists decide to be reborn in this life so that they can help humanity further on their path toward enlightenment. But there are also some beings who would rather stay in the higher dimensional realms before returning back to earth. This is very common as well. That's sort of like my choice as a, as a yogi. That's where I want to go on my path. Mm. Um, so practicing meditation in this lifetime is very important for determining where your consciousness goes, not only in this life, but in a state past death. Mm. And if death is too much for some people to think about now, then you may just want to practice meditation now so that your consciousness isn't affected by all of the, the crazy shenanigans going on in the world. Mm. Um, if your consciousness can remain peaceful, no matter what happens around you, then that is the true goal of spiritualism. Yes. The true goal of being an awakened being is simply to be at peace no matter what happens to you and around you. Mm. That way you can further help all beings, even, in, even when they're not in a state of, of peace and even when they're lost, you won't be lost. Mm. First of all, that, that is so beautiful. I have, um, the state of the, the soul or our consciousness I went into the Hasidic Judaism uh, path for, for a long time with Kabbalah and studied every week with a, one of the most beautiful enlightened souls. Um, that's Grace's planet, Rabbi Brody, Shmuel Brody. Um, and in Judaism, they talk about the three states of the soul, the soul before the body, the soul in the body, the soul after the body. And in the West, I think they've, stripped away this knowledge and made it so materialistic the time in the body that we don't want to think about dying which is the first truth of our very existence out of the womb that is our first truth we in this body will pass but if we don't if, if we stripped away the teaching of before and after the body then it makes it so materialistic to just focus on the body that we do everything to fight the very first truth of our existence, which is we will die or this body will die. And if truth makes us free, which it does, the greatest deception to keep mankind from being free is to keep them from understanding that the marker between entering and exiting is really the great determiner of where we get to explore, learn, and return or take the next mission. I, I like to look at it as mission. Like, what's the next? I, I, my name means light bearer. I know I was here to bring light, to bring a light to this world. And I am excited about the next mission, wherever that may be, to go bring light. And if it's to come back here, if it's to go somewhere else, I just want to help people see that there is, it's lit to live 
is the greatest joy right now to live and to serve and to give and to, that's why I'm on such a path to see the hurting get healed because when we're healed inside emotionally, we're not afraid any longer. So death, death can be exciting. Death isn't something to dread. It's just a, it's just a step into our next dimension, our next realm. Death is definitely a celebration. It's a celebration of life and it's a celebration of going into the next adventure. Mm. And when you become a master meditator, uh, a master meditator is never afraid of death. The Mm. whole point of meditation is that you are not afraid of death. It is something that you will approach just like, uh, just like another day. Mm. That's what I've heard. And, uh, I, I think your name is really cool. The light, the light bringer, the light bearer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks brother. Thank you. You definitely are bringing the light to this world mm-hmm. because before we were born um, from studying past life regressions, everybody chooses the life they come into before they're born and they get to mm-hmm. see everything they're going to do. They're going to, they get to see everybody they're going to meet beforehand. Yeah. So you chose this life and your upbringing so that you would be ready now to be sharing all of the knowledge that you've gained to the audience that's particular to your, to your, to your land where you live, your village, your town, your city, your friends. Those people couldn't have awakened unless you were there. So that's why every light worker is very important. They may feel lonely and depressed and nobody understands them, but who cares? You are awakening millions of people. You have to remember that you are the light bearer Mm. all the light workers listening to this show that's right you guys are all you guys are all here to help awaken humanity it doesn't matter what type of name you want to go by light worker star seed indigo right old soul wanderer et reincarnate right (laughs) just pick one yeah uh pick one or patriots anons those are another right you know bodhisattvas okay so you guys are all here listening to this because you were meant to listen to it. It's not an accident. Mm -hmm. And the messages that Lucas and I are giving are just helping you to awaken to your true nature. You Mm -hmm. already know this information. You're just re-remembering it. Everything that you learn in life is you're just re-remembering because you were already an infinite eternal soul before who knew everything. Mm -hmm. Don't forget you used to be God Mm -hmm. and you still are, but the mirror hasn't been polished for a few lifetimes so we kind of forget it hmm. so in this lifetime hopefully we polish that mirror so that we could finally see that everything that we see is a reflection of us and once we see that reflection of us as truly ourselves then there's no need to fear or t- to hate or to be angry or to be violent because you're just looking at yourself right and you will have to look at yourself for the rest of eternity so you might as well acclimate yourself to the nice view yeah that's right everything that you see is you so enjoy it that's right whether you see violence whether you see paradise whether you see starvation whether you see affluence Mm. everything that you see is you see it as one taste this one taste should naturally be blissful Mm. that's the practice of zokchen meditation it's more of an of an awareness rather than a technique, a meditational technique. Zogchen 
is what I practice, Dzogchen meditation. But it's referred to as a non-meditation. So the, the more that you learn about Dzogchen, the more you realize it's not a meditation, it's actually a practice of awareness. And just being aware of this mirror-like nature of reality where everything is you, where everything is one taste, where everything has no labels, because labeling creates suffering. When we see an object, we see it as good, bad, rich, poor, etc. Mm. And this grasping or pushing away at objects when we see them is what creates the suffering in our lives. Mm. This is the primary teaching of the enlightened Buddha. It's called the Four Noble Truths, Eightfold Noble Path. And you already brought it up earlier in this, in this talk that we just had. Uh, you said that, um, let's, let's go back to that later. <laughs> okay, no problem, no problem. It's, it's just too, it has to do with suffering. And, mm. and when, when we're not aware of suffering, right. that's the whole point of living through life uh, in ignorance. But yeah. once we know, once we know that our thoughts creates the suffering in our lives like i was just saying how when we see something and we start to label it that's what creates the suffering that's what creates the ignorance hmm. and then we judge things right and then we judge information we judge religions we judge ourselves we judge other people right that's why so much chaos is on tv because people are judging what they see as good or bad and then they become angry hmm. they haven't realized that the non-dual nature of reality is everything is already blissful and at peace and they don't have to do anything. But yes. people want to do something and that, that action is very, very violent during these days. Yes. Because of things like the Schumann resonance, the earth moving into, into 5D, all of these consciousness expanding energies are bombarding us from all right. directions. Right. And people who aren't aware of this knowledge are going to go crazy. And that's right. exactly what's been prophesized in the Bible, as you know. Yes, that's right. The end times are the beginning of the new times. The new times, right. You know, it's... The new earth. This is... Um, a couple of things I wanted to just piggyback off of is... Let's see. First of all, judgment. And, and everyone listening, even with my beautiful brother here saying... Um, you know, you are God and remembering that. And if you get triggered and, and that you feel that, that little, I always call it little clamp in your stomach and you're like that feeling, be aware of what is residing in you and your physical response to information. Because if you're not free to just simply approach information from a neutral state, you're actually not free. <laughs> And so it's not the information being presented. It's not the words. It's not anything other than you getting to go inside yourself and realize who told you at what point a consequence of not believing the right quote unquote way. And how has that affected every single act and thought and relationship both with self and others? since that moment. And I guarantee you, if you take the time to meditate or sit in, in 
a medicine, a plant medicine, or sit with a guide and you can travel back and identify those moments, you will free yourself like these anvils and chains locked on your ankles. And you, we, I think as humanity, we think we're free because we can move and we equate movement with freedom, but we have never extended and gone as far as we possibly could go till there was a slack. No longer that chain becomes tight. And then we have to look, oh, I never was really free. I just had not explored the limitations of my beliefs and, um, and judgment. I, um, I, you know, I messaged you at like midnight for me, it was more midday, I think for you the other night on this plant journey. And, and I realized that when we can bless people with love and literally say, that's why I, I text you. I bless you, brother, with love. I bless you with love. I bless you with love. Everyone listening, I bless you with love. I bless you with love. Whether you receive it or not, I bless you with love. And when we can come to that place of blessing someone with love, it takes away title, label, judgment, gender, agenda. I mean, it takes away all these things and we can just say, I bless you with love. And that doesn't mean I agree. It doesn't. And that means we're not judging actions of others. It's just simply saying, I bless you with love. And this is the path. This is where we can all awaken to what you're saying. It's the mirror because if you're not at a place of blessing others with love and realizing they're a mirror to yourself, then you're really not capable of blessing yourself with love. And this is the great awakening I had the other night where I really woke up and realized what I do for others, if I don't do for myself, I actually don't do for others. If I, if I say I bless you with love and I don't tell myself I bless you with love, then I can't really fully bless another with love. Um, Anyway, brother, that's uh, the judgment thing is so interesting. Yeah, la labels lead to suffering and judgment leads to labels. Is that, would you say that's an accurate or do we judge what precedes what? Do you think labels were presented labels and then we judge them or we're already judging which creates labels? Everything you said, I also learned from my psychedelic journeys. Hmm. The psychedelic journeys truly, truly, truly destroy all of the labeling and the chains and the control that we've had over our minds. Just a few, even a few minutes into a psychedelic journey, whether it's plant medicines or um, ayahuasca, DMT, shrooms, yeah. any of these holy teachers, as yes. I call them, yes, yes, they will tell us that all the judgments and, and false perceptions were just, just a facade. Yes. And when we are truly opened heart, labeling and judgment is just such a waste of time and energy. Yes. It's yes. so draining. Yes. It's just a protection, protective shield that we run around our lives with because it's been so ingrained into our consciousness since birth you know when we are born we are fully enlightened beings 
But as soon as the doctor spanks us and then our mothers and dads say, this is good, this is bad, you should be this, you should be that, we start to have judgments and labels and protective emotional shielding, which takes us, you know, pretty far throughout our lives until we hit maybe 20s and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky to find the psychedelic teachers, yes. all of the above, you know, yes. that we just mentioned, any of these psychedelic teachers will definitely destroy all of those mental programmings that you've had since birth. And you're going to see the true nature of your mind and of your heart. And you're going to just be like, oh, finally, yes, I get to throw off all of these heavy clothes cloaks of clothing that I've been wearing. Right. It just right. feels so good to just be here naked and raw and, and at one with everything. Yes. And realize how everything has just been a game of labels and judgments. And God, what a waste of time, you know? And conditional false false love, but conditional love. That's what Yes, false love is when you give out love without loving yourself first. Yes. Yes. It's sort of like how the banks do it. The banks are giving out money, but they don't really have the money. Right. That's exactly so right. If you want to have a gold-backed <laughs> currency, right. then you need to have a gold-backed heart. Then you mm-hmm. can give out love and they will actually feel the love. Hmm. Loving yourself first is not a selfish act. It is the most important act because once you are inner peace, then you will see the outer peace in your in your world hmm. being being awakened and and treating yourself with respect and rewarding yourself and 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 never talking bad about yourself never having negative thoughts about yourself that's right. self love it's it's not like hugging yourself in the mirror it's it's like never saying anything bad about yourself never doubting yourself never thinking about the bad stuff from your past because it's the past it doesn't exist anymore there's no reason why you should try to pick it up as a solid object Hmm. it's not it's never ever existed but people love to dig into the past and pull out something and try to make it real and then hit themselves over the head with it throughout their entire life right it could be about anything it could be about um negative circumstances as a child it can be about uh financial issues it can be about educational issues anything from the past people love to bring it up and then use that to guide their life instead of creating something toward the future which is positive Hmm. i mean it's easy to say but hard to practice but i think that when people hear these type of conversations we're having it's really gonna turn on a light for them and they're just going to try to maybe if they just practice something a little bit different throughout their day saying one less negative thing toward themselves right saying one less bad word toward others i think these little steps will eventually lead to the, the big changes in their life and the big changes doesn't have to be a hard thing to to come by you know when when you make little changes miracles can happen right away You have to always realize that today is the day the miracle is coming. It's not going to be 10 years from now. You have to realize today can be the day. It will be the day. You have to say it will be the day. This is 
the time of my life where everything is going to finally change. Mm. Everything's going to go well. And things that happen to me are not happening to me. They're happening through me. And for I don't have to become attached. Yes. I don't have right. to, I don't have to suffer. I choose not to suffer. I choose to see the impermanence of all events. Nothing lasts forever. Mm. My favorite quote is, the good news is that nothing lasts forever. The bad news is that nothing lasts forever. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So this quote is so profound. Mm. It is like the basis of the Tao Te Ching. It is the deepest, darkest secret I've found on psychedelics. It mm. is the deepest, darkest secret I've found on DMT. Mm. This duality or non-duality, however you want to look at it. Yeah is the secret to everything right. how you view everything determines everything everything that you're going to experience yes the, yes. Rel the relativity of of the dualistic nature of reality is within us to understand in this lifetime mm. being born is a dualistic yes curse or blessing yes. death is a is a blessing of birth birth is a blessing of death yes However you want to look at it, realizing the impermanence of duality is enlightenment. Mm. And I think that carrying this type of knowledge, no matter what type of religion or spiritual school you, you follow, um, I think dualistic understanding of reality is very important yes. to becoming a, a super being, you know, yes. a, an enlightened, healthy being. Yes. Because earth is not pulling you down when you have this type of knowledge. Hmm. You, aren't, you aren't running around uh, with blindfolds on anymore. You're running around with, with light in your hand, yes. <laughs> leading, yes. others, That's leading right. others out of it. And it becomes a game and it becomes a fun game because we get to create the rules and we get to hear the rules of other people playing their games and choose whether we play with them or not play with them or change the rules that they've given us to create a more fun game or, and it becomes like we've talked about, it becomes a fun, a fun game. One quote. Um, and I love that, that uh, nothing lasts forever. The good news is nothing lasts forever. The bad news is nothing lasts forever. Reminds me of uh, this rabbi uh, said one time, have you ever seen a bird fly with one wing? And it's, the student said, no, he said, exactly. It takes both wings to create tension and the tension creates the lift and nice. that lift and that rising people I find are very uncomfortable with tension because they want to have it be either this or that. But what I say is it's this and that. And I've had people listen to this podcast. I always say, and like this. And this, and I always just keep ands because it is and. What is not and? It is all and. Even Genesis, the Bible starts with in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I mean, the word and is a non-judgment word. It's and it's, it's, 
it's acceptance. It's beingness. It's not coming from a place of or scarcity, um, judgment. And so I just, I love, I love what you're saying. Um, If you guys want to go really deep, let's do it. <laughs> like I'm looking at the map, like, let's go brother. When I was awakening, I would, I was also focusing on the word and like you, mm. A and B. And then as I got a little bit deeper into my awakening, I started to realize A and B both or neither. But now that I'm a Dzogchen yogi and I practice non-dual awareness, mm-hmm. I've realized that it is, it is neither A or B, both or none. It's not even any of those because <laughs> that's right. they're still they're labels. labels. They're constructs. Yep, yeah. that's right. That's right. So I have yes. to go beyond that. And yes. then when you go beyond that, then you're really, really hitting the nail. And that then you're really getting it. And beyond that is the stillness. Beyond that is the now. And it's it's beyond the judgment. Yes, yes. The now yes. is the now. present. Yes. The presence yes. is the whole point of Dzogchen meditation. Hmm. The reason why these monks and lamas and practitioners are able to re- attain rainbow body hmm. is because of their awareness of the present moment. The present moment is referred to as the fourth time. It's neither past, it's neither future, and it's neither even the present moment. To be a Dzogchen meditator, you release the present moment by not even trying to think about the present moment. It's just another label. Yes. So the fourth time is beyond conceptualization. Yes. Conceptualization is labeling. The, the brain labels using language such as english or using english right so even if you're like a mathematician your brain is going to label things as as numbers numerically or an artist may label things as as light dark balance color mm-hmm. composition right for a designer as myself i see typography everywhere i go yeah typography i see i see how letters are spaced perfectly or or unevenly or how fonts are like really bad or really beautiful so as a designer that's my that's my duality when i travel Mm -hmm. when i travel the world i i'm obsessed with with fonts and typography so for me to look through that is very difficult like when i used to be living in la one of my experiments when i was driving on the 405 i would try to not look at any billboards Mm -hmm. i would try to drive without processing any text through my mind and it's nearly impossible hmm. it's a really good meditation uh experiment if you guys who, who are always driving in your cars i love driving and i love living in southern california so driving was always a pleasure to me but as an artist and designer as and a meditator hmm. i would try to drive around without processing text through my brain because text is very is very intrusive to the consciousness. It can make you feel a certain way before you even feel it. So as a designer, I understand that typography, even the types of fonts you see can create anger or happiness. Mm. Um, so I would try to drive around and not process any text. Just, just see everything as, as equanimity. But it's very difficult. It's a fun game you can try if you really want to understand uh, meditation and, 
and non-dual meditation, non-dual mind. So I guess we were leaving off at labels or something like that. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, what you were saying, we were talking about the fourth dimension of, or fourth time. Oh, fourth time. You know, it's yeah. con- and that's really where psychedelics can take you is the consciousness of not groundedness, but I've, I've never, um, I've alluded to um, my journeys, but I want to share a couple of the, some of the most. You can't see me on the video, but whenever you mention psychedelics, I get really excited. <laughs> and I start I, like smiling and giving you the, the thumbs yes, up. Yes, and I receive it. <laughs> I, I, um, the, the only substance I had ever done uh, was alcohol until I sat um, in ceremony with the shaman in ayahuasca ceremony. So I had never done literally anything uh, besides uh, alcohol here and there, but that very first, um, the very first time I was with people that I really trusted and they said, just let the medicine teach you as a guide, like let, just go with it. Don't fight it. And and if you feel an inclination, let go with it and see where it will take you. And, and for me, and this was, it was like, preschool my very first time it was like they they gave me the just enough amount to get me you know in that state but it was very very gentle but for me because of the abuse that I endured growing up and the suicide attempt at the age of 20 and then never facing before all the abuse I never looked I never had a first person memory before 20 years old until four years ago and so my very first time I felt the medicine like lift, like I was walking like a dinosaur, like a T-Rex. And I felt like every time I stepped into the ground, it was like roots coming out of my feet and planting into the earth. And it was like, boom, boom. And I was just walking this property, this beautiful sacred property. And people were like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure I looked a little wild, but it was me finally it was the beginning of me planting because i had always i could disassociate i could fly out of my mind i could be with god in my mind and walk with god and be in the presence of god and but to be on earth i never wanted to be on earth because earth was not a safe place and so that was my very first what it taught me is to be in my body and the chakras aligned to the root chakra to ground that i am here and i used to say I didn't want to be human. I had said this to my wife, even with my children, and I was struggling as a father. I didn't want to be human. I, I thought the, I thought what enlightenment was, was to be ethereal clothing to the Holy spirit. I thought not even my own soul, not even my own being, but like creating emptiness in me where I had no, <laughs> beingness other than hosting this like holiness that was not my own because I felt dirty. I felt broken. I felt wrong. I felt all these things from everything that I endured, but that was the very first physical manifestation. I wasn't seeing things. I wasn't, I was grounding into the earth. I was planting firmly. And it's been this journey where I am actually here. I am human. I am light on this earth for this time in this time so that other people can 
realize their own humanness on this earth, in this earth, in this time. And I mean, that we've had many, many times and more vast and deep and beyond. Um, but that was, that was really cool because it was so gentle, but it was a physical, not so much in my mind, but I, I let the medicine plant me into the earth. Um, I also had I a really beautiful visual. Really amazing. Oh, brother. Thank you. I also had a really beautiful visual. Um, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So first time I alluded to, to my journey and everyone listening. Hello. Um, but I saw the earth. I, I was in space and I saw the earth rotating slowly. And it was as if I was the sun or I, or the light of the sun was next to me, but it hit the earth in a straight line and the size of North America, the embossed in gold logos of the coexist sticker were on the earth. And I heard God say, Oh, how cute. My people are trying to connect with me. And I was like, wow. Wow. We have been judging. We have been fighting. We have been saying thus saith the, this path and this is that. But at that moment I realized there is no judgment. There is just compassion and love for people trying to return to source, you know, go back to that, which they came from. And anyway, those are, that was just my, you know, we could talk about many, many things, but for me, it was a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Definitely that you had. Thank you, brother. Truly, truly a beautiful because your view of the earth, from a distance is known as the overview effect. Mm -hmm. And when astronauts go into space, they always, they always have this spiritual awakening where they see the oneness of all things. Mm -hmm. And some astronauts aren't able to pull themselves away from the, the view screen because they're just so overwhelmed with the, the love and the consciousness expansion. Mm -hmm that they're getting from seeing the earth for the first time from space where there are no borders, there are no judgments. It's just one blue marble. Mm. So the overview effect is a very, very prominent and, and sacred theme of psychedelic journeys. Wow. And the reason why you were be able to be so healed is, is one from the overview experience that you yes. encountered. Yes. And believe me, everything that you said, I totally 100% believe it. Hmm. As a psychedelic explorer, I understand that theme so well. Even yes. the gold embossed yes. nature. Yes. I've yes. seen I've seen I could go on an entire episode about gold embossed visions that we have on psychedelic wow. journeys. Wow. Um there's something about gold, yes. which is why every ancient civilization was obsessed with it. And there's something about gold in the psychedelic visions that is just so sacred and profound. Yes. We could definitely talk about that a little bit deeper, mm. but um, what I really wanted to like interrupt you and, 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 and be like, yes, bro, was when you said the ayahuasca um, experience of being grounded yes. into Mother Earth for the first time. Yes. Because ayahuasca is a very Mother Earth theme. Yes. Um, that psychedelic is very, very uh, grounded in nature. So you're going to see elementals and, and beings of, of 
the nature of Mother Earth. Yes. And for you to put it together, how you had been living your whole life without fully being grounded into this earth. Yes. And then when you stood barefoot and grounded yourself, the roots yes. planting you back into Mother Earth is what yes. really healed you and balanced your chakras in that one instant. And I could really see your energy and your aura through the video chat we're having, I can just see that you are such a newly healed being. I would have never, ever imagined the type of past you, you've uh, explained to me and your viewers mm. because you've had such a, an awakening and a healing awakening. Yes. The point of psychedelics is to heal. Yes. And you really, really let it heal you. And the amount of doses that you had was the amount that you needed at that at time. time at that time it was and perfect. and now you are a living testament to the healing nature of plant medicines that are designed by mother earth to have the perfect alignment of yes of the the consciousness healing um effects yes. for the human body right not for animals or bugs or whatever the human body is That's perfectly right. aligned to to uptake the dimethyltryptamine which is inside the ayahuasca brew and it perfectly aligns to our third eye to perfectly allow us to see these healing visions mm -hmm. that heal our brain and our heart within one session yes that and one, i just that one session do, uh, that first one sorry i didn't remember i was just to, to talk about healing that one session was more healing then two years of therapy. And I went every single week, sometimes twice a week for two years. That's how powerful, that's how beautiful, that's how, um, beautifully connected it was even with other people, you know, and you realize that we're all, we can create such beauty together that if we're not judging and we're actually in our higher self, there's so much beauty, so much beauty. And that's why they're illegal. Yes. It's, which is so, which is, which soon they will not be soon. They will not be, but yes, that's why it's because they don't monet the, the world system cannot monetize unity. They can only monetize division. Because there's nothing exactly. to monetize. There's no, there's no contrast in unity. And, and that's, how they, that's what marketing is, is contrast. That's the typography. I mean, I owned an ad agency. We did a lot of design work. Like, I like Swiss design. I like a lot of white space and sans serif and clean. You know, I like how you design. And, but all these things are meant to disrupt and cause division and Yeah, it's, um, I'm so thankful for, um, I mean, I know it's been going on for thousands of years with plant medicine, but, you know, in the West with Timothy Leary and then Terrence McKenna, you know, really documenting that from, and even Ram Dass and, and they took it from um, an academia observation and did a really, I think, beautiful job for the West to have have a path prepared for them that was an easier walk than um than sitting in ceremony maybe perhaps you know 
outside someone's purview of understanding of how we can heal. So what I mean by that is they didn't have to go sit in a sweat lodge to understand because how many people are going to go to sweat lodge, you know, just at, at up and go. But here these guys were doing some really beautiful documentation of their journey. So do you think that ayahuasca has made you a better Christian? I don't even consider myself a Christian, which is interesting, but ayahuasca has, and I don't even know what, I mean, I know what you're saying, but maybe I'm still in the process of, it has made me a better It has made me a better receiver of the love of God. That is, that is what, that is what it's done. It's made me a better receiver of the love of God. And, and I've learned that the greatest act of love that we can give is to receive another's love. And the the great speaking of Jesus and Christianity when he's asked, when Yeshua is asked, you know, what are the great commandments, the greatest commandments? And he says, here, O Israel, our Lord, our God is one, the law of one. There is no, there's no division in, in, in the creator. There is, there is one Adonai, the great creator, the, 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 the source of light and love. And he says, and you should love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second like it, you should love your neighbor as yourself. And without understanding the epitomology of the word for the word in Hebrew is ahava. We talked about this in the last podcast, which means to give. So love always gives. However, the greatest act of love we can give is to receive someone's love. And so what it did help me understand was this. Unless I give my fear to the one infinite creator and remove it as a gift, like here is my fear. Now I am a vessel. I have capacity to receive your love. Then I can't love him because I don't have what he is the source of or God is the source of. So what I learned was the greatest act of love you can give is to receive someone's love. So I love God by receiving his love and I love other people by receiving their love, but they feel loved from me because I receive their love. So I give them love in the, it's really, that's, I really believe what the law one is getting to it's then it's the receiving and giving is not even distinguished, but there is a, inflow and outflow i think of i think that's what being a flow is is <laughs> um tapping in uh, it's a good question i mean i don't even know if i gave a sufficient answer i don't like christianity let me put that i guess what i'm saying is i i grew up in that evangelical christian um world and so did I. yeah and right and i was a preacher and i did a lot of um a lot of things i think um you are a preacher I, yeah <laughs> but i think now my understanding is that i think most of the prophets were on psychedelics 
And I think, yes. God, I mean, I really do. Everyone, listen, I really do believe that. I didn't expect you to say that. You know, Moshe sees the bush burning and, um, you know, the bush is on fire and it's not burning up, but it's on fire and God speaks to him out of the bush. Well, he marries um, the daughter of the daughter, his father-in-law is Jethro, the high priest of the Midianites. And the Midianites exist to this day in the Middle East, in Jordan, or Lebanon and Israel, they're the Druze, D-R-U-Z people. And the Druze, the Midianites, use the acacia tree, which has a highest concentration of DMT in that region. So I really believe that what they were doing, and I don't think this is anything weird or woo-woo or wrong or illicit. I think it's just the practice of dropping ego and being in consciousness with these, with these beautiful plants and um, surrendering, surrendering. Yes. Yes. And then I think they can see timelines. So I think John who writes the book of revelation, which also writes the law of one in John, the, the gospel, and then first, second, third John, and then sees this timeline of revelation, which is the end times. And then, he can tap in. There's these time, the, the Akashic records, all these abilities to tap into future timelines that may or may not take place. So this is what I'm learning right now in the time of the great awakening is I think the book of revelation was actually the deep States playbook. And because we have the law of free will, and our free will, our choice, what we choose changes time, changes timelines. We were given the actual deep state timeline so that we could choose differently. Exactly, brother. Hmm. That's why so many of Nostradamus's and world prophecies didn't come true, not because he was wrong. He was actually right. But when the humanity found the prophecies, what they did was averted those negative timelines. And that is the whole point of, of making prophecies and predictions, mm. is that a being such as Nostradamus, or even the people in the Bible that we were just yeah. Uh, yeah. discussing, they were reading the climate of the time. The climate of the time created the certain predictions that they were able to, to, to foresee for the future. Mm. But humanity is able to steer away from any negative timelines of our choosing. So that's why we were able to avert World War III. And that's why we were able to finally see uh, a benevolent playbook mm. of QAnon yes. coming to the scene, cleaning out the, the closet of government and corporations and industrial complexes who have Pharmacia and yes, all of it, yes. All the deep state is being cleaned out now because there are so many positive factors at play in humanity's ascension into the new earth, right. into the 5D future that we are headed. Mm. And it's not just QAnon who's protecting us. It's, it goes above that to the Earth Alliance, to the Secret Space Program Alliance, all the way up to the 5D and 6D extraterrestrial groups. I'm talking about over 
there are over 900 ET groups who interact with Earth. Mm. Not all of them are the custodians, but hundreds of ET groups are literally watching Earth right now as she is about to have her consciousness fully shift into 5D. Mm. All the humans who are riding on her back are simply hanging on for the ride. And um, as the great solar flash approaches, this is prophesied to be a, a spiritual transformational event where uh, much different than a solar flare. This is a solar flash where hyperdimensional transcendent light is emitted from our sun, not just once, but several times. Mm. Most likely a pulsation event uh, or pulses over a course of uh, maybe a course of time. Uh, our consciousness begins expanding. Our DNA begins to fully activate all strands activation. Mm. On my Great Awakening map, you'll see DNA upgrade 12 strand activation. Mm. So this is the rabbit hole that we're talking about right now. It's a little bit above Earth if you, if you look at the, the map. But the 12-strand DNA activation is a very um, spiritual kind of new age type of belief, but it's also rooted in very many Eastern religions and philosophies. Um, this is the time where the human civilization returns to not just the golden age, but returns to being golden beings. Mm. And what this means is a full light body activation where let's just say we have one DNA strand activated right now. And that's the human body, the meat, the meat suit of blood and bones. Right. A full light body activation means that the DNA becomes fully activated. Hmm. DNA is light, just strands of light. So when you become fully activated of your strands of light, you become light, literally. Mm. You start to lose your mass, you become more light, your consciousness becomes more telepathic. It's just like polishing the mirror, like I was saying earlier. Mm. Like when you're taking a shower and the mirror begins to fog up, basically we're going through our life as a foggy mirror, but as as one meditates and, and as one becomes more in tune to their light body, that mirror becomes polished and, and a fully act, actualized 5D being doesn't even need to have a physical body. Mm. I'm not saying that the goal is to lose a physical body, but I'm just saying like, as we raise our consciousness, we begin to lose the nature of the physical realm, the 3D realm. Because we're returning back to source. We're returning back to the one infinite creator, which is just pure thought. Mm. So a 5D being can choose to be a, a ball of light, which is what many people see when they see a 5D extraterrestrial craft or extraterrestrial being. Right. They'll see like a ball of light or, or a, a body of light, yeah. sort of like an amorphous body of light. This can be a blue light, a yellow light, a white light. Um, angels have been called angels have been thought to be these 5d beings i think many of the beings in the bible were just sort of 5d 4d transitional beings yep. um because to be an angel you have to have telepathy and the ability to to uh translocate anywhere at any time so angels you know they can dematerialize they can fly they can float levitate these are 5d abilities 
Um, these are the same abilities that you see UFO craft, um, UFO sightings you see on, on YouTube. There's, there's zillions of them. Uh, UFO craft exhibit this type of behavior when they fly. They can make very sudden movements and they can also dematerialize. And they can go through volcanoes. They can go through solid matter. Um, these are 5D abilities. So the human body is naturally a 5D being. And Earth is just uh, a game where we put on these suits of blood and bones, and they're very, very heavy suits. Yeah. Um, and we, 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 we trudge along on this planet. Uh, we're, we're sort of like sponges, you know, when we're born. Everything sticks to us. We absorb everything from birth. And, and as more, as the years go on, we, we start to absorb a little bit too much and we forget who we are. We forget that we were the sponge and we just have all of this junk stuck to us. So when we take psychedelics such as ayahuasca, DMT, shrooms, it's squeezing out the sponge for the first time. Mm. 20, 30 years, 40 years, right. however long you've been holding all of this junk, right. it's finally squeezed out. Mm. So your ayahuasca trip was just wringing out your sponge and getting rid of all of that clutter Right. and darkness that you were that has been stuck to your aura mm. for your entire life so that's why psychedelics are so powerful in one session you can heal a lifetime's worth of pain and suffering and even for myself i healed so much from my past that i don't even want to mention on on this show but maybe another show i was healed of some crazy sort of addictions and 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 belief systems, mm. wrong belief systems about the world, about myself, about life. Yeah. Uh, so wringing out that sponge is very important and there's many ways to do it, but psychedelics are a very, very powerful way to do it. Yeah. It's just that everybody should uh, slowly research and study it beforehand. Yes. Yes. It's, it is like skydiving. You have to study, you have to read, you have to practice, you have to train, yeah. you have to have a, a guide for the yep. first few times. Yep. And then when you're ready to make that solo jump, that's when you're really hitting the fan. Yeah. That's when you're like, okay, I'm saying goodbye to the 3D world. <laughs> and after this night, I'm never gonna return back to Earth the same person. That's right. So when you do when you do a solo jump eating five grams of shrooms in darkness, that's one one method to leave Earth faster than SpaceX. So I've practiced that method many, many times. Mm. And I have done that journey several times. But before that, I had to start slowly. I had to get over the fear that, that is involved with psychedelic trips. Um, having a bad trip is not something you ever want to have. Yeah. And it is possible to have good trips every time, just like myself. Yeah. I, I'm seriously telling others that it is very possible to have perfectly healthy trips every time. It's just a matter of your state of mind and meditation practice. Yes. So once you learn how to get over the fear factor of the psychedelic trip, um, you are also ready to take that huge uh, heroic dose. The heroic dose can be a heroic dose of ayahuasca, of shrooms, or, or DMT. Um, I wouldn't really recommend LSD at this point. Right, right now we're talking about natural. Yeah, plant. 
yeah. substances. Yeah. And these are the most powerful and healing. LSD is for another type of trip, you know? It's another, it's another type of, of learning, spiritual awakening. Um, I recommend that for people maybe earlier in their awakening, but if you really, really want to like do the real work, yeah. then ayahuasca, DMT, and shrooms are the only way to go. Mm. At this moment, um, I have yet to do the the toad, five meo, right? The toad venom. I have yet to do that, so um, that's on the list, but it's not something I can talk about. But I can talk about the non-dual state of mind, which it is supposedly known for. Um, it's just so different now as a Dzogchen meditator. I haven't had the need to go back to psychedelics for a very long time mm. because now that I've studied the non-dual state of mind, I realize that the psychedelic trip is only going to just point its finger at the non-dual state. Mm. So if I'm practicing the non-dual state now, those psychedelic experiences that I had are just... Um, sort of directional sign markers pointing to the state that I'm already practicing sort of. Right. Um, and I think that's like Ramdas mentioned that they're good to learn early on the practice of that state, but after a while achieving that state in meditation is, is essentially the goal. Yes. Yes. A lot of psychedelic masters and, and spiritual masters have said, about psychedelics, um, once you get the message, you can hang up the phone. Mm, that's so so maybe in my life, I've sort of reached that state. I know I have with cannabis because yes. I haven't had to go back to that teacher for years. Mm. And it was a really good teacher. Yeah. And I learned so much. And I, dis- I was a really good designer mm. for over 10 years. Um, so cannabis was a great teacher and a guide. But there comes a time when your vibration um, graduates. This type of consciousness um, expanding themes of cannabis and other alcohol, whatever. So you have to really know how to to graduate. (laughs) You have to know when the class is done and you need to move on to the next level. So for myself, I think my meditation practice now as a yogi is, is sufficient. I don't need to go back to those um, psychedelic nights as I, as I once wanted to, my, my, my spiritual soul was, was hungry for psychedelic for for years. I I would be so excited when I would have, uh, uh, a night where I had no distractions and no work the next day. And I would, I would always do five grams of shrooms in in silent darkness. Mm. And those were like the best nights of my life every time. But now I've, I've seen, the i've seen the growth of my of my consciousness where i'm i'm already happy i've already learned so much through those experiences and now i really want to practice this non-dual state of mind which leads to enlightenment which leads to full liberation from having to be reborn mm. so this path that i found was strengthened from the knowledge that i learned from the psychedelic journeys from awakening, from creating the Great Awakening map and going through all of those red pills for over 10 years, really going into each of those topics and themes and exploring them, even exploring astral travel, astral projection, out-of-body states of mind. Um, I have to be honest, though, I I didn't really 
perfect astral traveling. It was more of like an accidental ability that I would sometimes be able to, to, uh, to experience. Hmm. But now I'm trying to return back to um, focusing on the dream state at night because the dream state is very important for you to realize that you're in the dream state and then to take over as a lucid dream or as a dream yoga or as a, I guess, sort of astral traveling. But in, in the technique that I'm practicing now, it's, it's referred to as dream yoga. Mm. And what you want to do is awaken in the dream and then realize you're in the dream. So it's a lucid dream. But in the lucid dream, you want to try to meditate in this lucid dream, mm. or you want to try to have questions answered. You can, you can, you can ask higher dimensional beings or other enlightened Buddhas and, and teachers of the past. In this dream state, you're able to directly connect to the Akashic record, I guess you could say, yeah. right? The yeah. Akashic, Akashic record is available during the dream state. So that's why they always say that if you can lucid dream, you should always try to ask questions hmm. um, because asking questions would link you directly back to source, back to your higher self, your higher mind, ascended masters, all of these higher conscious beings and entities and, and systems that exist in the higher realms right. outside of the 3D plane. Uh, all of these spiritual teachers are available just waiting to give us all of their knowledge is just we have to do the work and wake up yes learn how to do these techniques such as waking up in the dream or learning how to have no fear doing a psychedelic yes. journey yes. or learning meditation these are all ways of stilling the mind mm. past fear where we can download as much infinite spiritual knowledge as you can possibly imagine possibly imagine i i was posting some dmt themed memes yes. this week on my yep. instagram yep. and every time i post these memes you always have people who are so angry because they've never done it but they get angry at the at the type of truths mm -hmm. i share so for one meme one example i posted was 10 seconds yes. of dmt contains more knowledge than every book in human history combined. 10 seconds of a successful psychedelic trip, no matter what type of psychedelic tool you use, it has the potential to show you so much information that it would take you lifetimes for you to even process it. Right. Because you're, you're basically plugging your brain into the Akashic record for a few minutes and that information, whether you're conscious of it or not, is, in, is within your, your aura. Mm. You're storing that information. It's not, it's not that it's actually being stored like a, like a memory, memory stick, but your connection to that information is stronger now. It's like your antenna to, to the Akashic record now is much more, it's, it's much more uh, prominent, I guess you could say. Wow. So your connection to Akashic record helping your higher mind lead your life is much more strong now. So those who have psychedelic journeys are always like coming back to the real world, sort of like not wanting to go back to their jobs or, or do the same humdrum type of repetitive right. drone zombie living. Right. Because they just can't, they've, 
they've been plugged in to God and now they're ready to change their life, heal, help others, and just live that, that perfect dream life where everything is happy, everything is blissful. Mm-hmm. There are no reasons to fear because you've already seen the truth yeah. that there is something past the state of death, something so glorious and, and so ineffable that it's worth living for. It's worth changing your entire life for because it's that great. And once you've seen something that amazing, once people realize that the Great Awakening map is pointing to these types of experiences, that's the whole point of the map. Mm. People like to message me and they say, how do I read the map? I don't understand it. Like, what do I do? And I just tell them, just look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The whole point of it is to awaken you to things you don't even know exist. And if you don't even know where to begin on the map, then that is your cue that you don't know anything on the map. And you should definitely find out some secrets of life that will will turn your life toward a life of infinite bliss, Mm. to put it simply. People are missing the infinite bliss in their life. Yes. They're looking outside of themselves. Yes. They're looking for in their jobs, in their relationships, right. on television, in Hollywood films, video games. Right. They're looking for it outside. What they have to really do is remember the mirror. It's within. Mm. It's within themselves. The map is just a reminder. Hey, wake up. You already have all of this information within you. It's just sort of like an old friend. The map should feel like an old friend when you see it. Mm. Like, oh, you know, I recognize some of those topics. Oh, now I see how this topic connects to this topic. It's supposed to sort of show them the way Mm. to a better life. It could be through health. A lot of people awaken through health. Um, When I was maybe, maybe 2007, 2008, I was having really, really strange like breakouts like on my skin, on my face. And, and I couldn't figure out why. And I tried every medical medicine pill, face cream, face wash. And I was like spending hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to have a perfect face, you know, and skin. And it was just like driving me nuts. And I could never figure out what it was. And I changed my diet. And then I started to change my bath products. And then I learned about like fluoride and organic products, organic food, GMOs. And that was like sort of my, my stepping stone into the whole world of what we're talking about now mm. is because I was trying to get away from the medical industrial complex. I didn't trust them. They had ruined my life. They didn't help my current state of, of my health. Right. So I was looking for answers. And those answers came from nature. And I even found psychedelics through this route. Mm. Um, I even found uh, meditation. I, I started meditation in order to heal myself. Mm. And um, that's why you have to trust everything on the path. Yes. Everything negative is leading you toward the positive. Just trust it. It's not going to last forever. Um, it's just like you, when you were, you were young, your, your, your dark past wasn't forever. Right. Everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. And that is one of the most enlightened quotes of the spiritual masters. They always say, nothing is permanent. 
right. which it's means the path. feelings that you have right now are not going to last. So if you're sad, tomorrow you can be the happiest man or woman on earth. Always remember that after the darkest hour, mm. the sun will always rise again. Yes. yes. And that quote got me through the dark night of my soul. That quote got me through the, the darkest times of my life. Mm. Because I always knew that there would always be a better moment coming. So if I couldn't be present in that moment, I could at least anticipate the future being better in some way. Mm. And it always was true. I never died those nights where I thought I would die. Right, right. I was never depressed more than a few hours, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been through a lot in the past 10 years. Wow. And I would have to say that the psychedelic adventures I've had were some of the most loving moments mm. of my life where I felt true love yes. for everything. For everything, for the first time, not just like LOV. I'm talking about like one infinite creator yes. kind of stuff. Yes. The, the first time I, I did psilocybin, I did three and a half grams. And um, that is a really good dosage for you to open your third eye for a few hours. Yeah, it, it was it was good. It was about four hours in and out, and um, three and a half grams is is the amount necessary to get your third eye to a little bit open. A little, yeah. Well, one of the things I heard um, twice, I I heard, oh, I forgot. Like I had this knowing that I forgot some things. One of them was I came here to serve, not to be served. That's how that's how it came to me. Oh, I forgot. I came here to serve, not to be served. And when it came during this time, you know, I've been, I've been an author, been a TV reporter, been a keynote speaker. I've, host, I've spoken to the, the elites of the world on private adventures. And I've, I've had all these amazing things. And I kept waiting like, well, when's the next thing for me to like, when is it going to be my time to do whatever? And that simple truth, oh, I forgot. I came here to serve, not to be served. Like that. Was it like a deja vu? It grounded me. It actually came, I actually heard, oh, I forgot. I, I mean, I literally heard those words, oh, I forgot. Like I, I literally remembered that I came to, I entered this body to serve, not to be served. And it aligned me to my truest self. And I have never felt a sway from it at, at, since that moment. And then another time was the game that I realized this is just a game that I had mentioned to you, you know, and, and uh, before we even met in person or, or, or over, the, over the video call. But this last time, the heroic dose was something that I want to share with everyone. I want to share with you, brother. First of all, I saw, um, and we can wrap here in a sec because I know this is going long, but I saw what peace looks like. I saw peace. I saw peace as this feminine being, this very ethereal feminine being that is 
like a turquoise. It's like this hue of turquoise and she's beautiful. And her presence brings pure stillness and peace is literally beautiful. Literally peace is beautiful. It's like the most beautiful thing. And while I was, I mean, you know, I ceased to exist. For, I mean, I was all, and I kept purging. And one of the things purging, I kept having to um, pee it. And I knew I was like in the next quadrant of my journey. I kept going to the next quadrant, next deeper. But I started blessing the earth with love. And all these major players on the earth and countries, I ble- I, I'm like, I, I felt like I was supposed to bless Brazil with love. I blessed you with love. I blessed China with love. I blessed... Um, all these names that people would know, these good and bad players with love, and I was blessing them with love, and I was in this war. It was a battle. It was so wild. And there was no necessarily fighting back, except what the war was, was me awakening to the supreme law of love on the earth, that I could bring that here now. And then I had this like knowing to shoot love and light into the tunnels of the earth. So I shot them through and like, like it just the earth inside filled with love and light. But I encountered these beans and these beans were the size, uh, maybe 20 feet, 20 feet long, 20 feet wide, these four legged, like reptilian type beans. And they didn't want love. And it shocked me. They did not want love. I know this is wild that we're talking, but even I'm like, hey, but I, they didn't want love. And what I told them is, then you have to go. You cannot be on this earth anymore. This, there's no space in or on this planet for any being that doesn't want to receive love any longer. And it was incredibly powerful and because i've always had the belief that every person just wants to be loved now this wasn't a person but i I always say everyone just wants to be loved everyone just wants to be held everyone just wants to be told they're okay and and it's gonna be okay and it is the darkest before the dawn but the dawn is coming and you know and having that hope but i encountered things that were not human in that journey that did not want love and what I learned and what I'm sharing is the darkness that people encounter, the darkness that we encounter, that what is perceived darkness isn't fighting back against the light, but the light just has to move the darkness out. The darkness is not a counterforce to light. It exists in the absence of light. And now that the law of light, the law of one that is here on this earth in the 5d, it's just simply in a loving way clearing it all out and i think that people are like well when's you know when's the the global arrest gonna happen or when's this gonna happen or when's this gonna happen and i heard very clearly it's being done in the most loving way for the earth right now because if people literally had the, their blindfold ripped off or all of a sudden that mirror got defogged in a second you're like whoa some people might not be ready for that so it's happening in this loving way right now. And I'm just thankful for you, brother. I, I love these conversations. I, you're just in it. You're just a, and you're a beautiful soul. And 
thank you for for spending time and talking and being being a friend being a brother it's really beautiful thank you thank you so much i wanted all of your viewers to to do the meditation that you just talked about mm. to send and bless everybody including the entire planet with love and and shoot that love light down through the tunnels to the center of the earth and have it reverberate back out mm. and just basking everything in golden loving light yes every day every moment yes. this should be your your mantra through life just always picture this whenever you forget just start to do it again mm. throughout the day every day and then you're going to start to see miracles happen in your life good fortune will come to you throughout all aspects of your life um, not just um, spiritual aspects but i mean like financial health you name it environmental you're going to start to see really good things happening to you when you start to bless constantly everything in your path yes. um, the beings in the center of the planet that you saw are uh, inner earth beings and many of them are reptilians yes. who aren't able to feel love um, these are real beings and these are the beings who control the the illuminati and the elites and uh, the global corporations that try to uh, destroy humanity mm. because of the because of these beings at the top of the pyramid um, their in, their bodies are infested with artificial intelligent nanites so they're sort of more robot and machine than biological, mm. which is the reason why they're not able to, to have the emotions of love and compassion. They're sort of the Borg from Star Trek. Yes. If you can, you can use this, this allusion to, the, to Star Trek, but the Borg are sort of how the reptilians have been living on planet Earth, inner Earth and in space. So... The reason why there's been an expansion of consciousness on our planet is because the great solar flash is um, becoming more and more near. Mm. The great solar flash only occurs once the earth passes through the dense energy cloud, which is a very hyperdimensional region of space that the earth passes through every 25,900 years. Okay, stay with me now. Yeah, yeah. So our planet is passing through this cloud right now. And this is creating a rise in consciousness throughout not only our Earth, but our entire solar system. Mm. And these beings who are negative-oriented beings, um, let's just say the reptilians, because a majority of them are reptilians, because they've had such a hold over humanity for generations, this dense energy cloud is raising the entire vibration of planet Earth. And they are not compatible with this new vibration, which is why they are slowly, well, which is why they're all the way down in the center of the Earth, because they're trying to hide from these energies, but they're not going to be able to. This energy permeates throughout all dimensions. Mm. So the reptilians are going to have to start to leave earth, which is what they're doing now, yes. which is why the global elite are losing now, which is why we're having the great awakening, which is why QAnon has been able 
to come to the scene, which is why we have um, a president who's been able to um, kick out the deep state and he has had the, the help of such higher dimensional beings and awakened patriots and, and heroes who are on his side, right. on the side of humanity. So in the news now, we're seeing the destruction of the deep state. You're, you're seeing the destruction because the fake news media is pushing out so much fake news to the point where it's just blatantly fake. Right. And this is the cue that we're winning. It's a cue that they are about to die. They're in their final breath. They're kicking and screaming. Right. The deep state has literally lost all their power. They're, their leaders can't even operate in this new vibrational frequency of, of the new earth. So by constantly meditating and sending out love and blessing everything, we're literally pushing out the negative beings from our planet. And everybody who listens to this needs to do this meditation at all times. Constantly envision the light pushing out all the negative beings yes. within our planet. And then um, our planet is going to continue on its positive timeline toward the new earth, where these beings, once these negative beings are off our planet, that's when the ETs, the benevolent ETs, are allowed to come, come down and come up from inner earth and help humanity. They're just waiting for us to expel the darkness of our planet so that they can come onto the planet because their vibration is so high. For them to come down to our planet is like coming to hell. So they would rather wait us to clean up our planet so that they can come. Yeah. It's, sort of like, it's sort of like a universal uh, free will um, completion ceremony. It's that we have to clean up our planet then our visitors, our family, our cosmic family can come back yes. and, and join us. And we're rejoining with them too. It's already happening around the world every day. Many small groups of people make ET contact every day. It's called CE5. CE5 is close encounters of the fifth kind where it's human initiated contact. Mm -hmm. So the humans are meditating out in the field at night and then they are able to uh, make ET craft appear in the sky and some really, really good CE5 meditators are able to see beings um, dematerialize in front of them or telepathically send messages to them. And sometimes there's photographs taken because usually these groups have um, night vision, uh, night vision equipment and, and sophisticated cameras playing all the time to record anything. Wow. So if you research these groups who go out, they have a lot of evidence and, and proof of these higher dimensional beings appearing for them during the CE5 meditations. This is one way that we have actual proof that ET contact is about to occur in mass for the entire planet because the ET beings are now allowed to show themselves because our free will is allowing them to appear. It's not that they are violating free will and showing themselves to us before we're ready. We're actually ready and saying, okay, we want to have a loving, peaceful communication with you. Yes. Please show your craft to us or please dematerialize or please send us telepathic messages. Mm. Um, this is how these ET beings are able to send these messages to us, which are always the same type of theme where they say the earth is shifting the human body is shifting. You are 
all going to be in a, in a new dimension very soon. And we are all here to watch the great ride with you. So cool. So beautiful. this message is, is very, a very prominent theme throughout past life regressions mm. and ET contact um, and dream contacts. This message is always um, the view of the, of the new earth is that our consciousness is expanding. The ET groups are watching it happen and they're ready to assist us into the, the, new, the new way of being, which is mm. happening every, every day. It's happening more and more. People are awakening to the truths of reality. The mm. truths on the Great Awakening map are just one little stepping stone into this world. Yes. And um, the more that we awaken to this nature, the future is glorious. There's nothing to worry about. Right. It's just right now, when you turn on the fake news television, you're going to think that it's not this timeline. But that already shows you that the polarity is, is so obvious. Right. You, the, the fake news media owned by the deep state is, is so afraid of the new earth. And they're not on the new earth, which is why they're experiencing the timeline of their choice. Mm, and those who are awakened are not experiencing that timeline per se even though we turn on the tv it's there but we are definitely not part of the deep state which is why we are able to have this type of conversation and the type of people who are listening to your show now are lucky enough to hear this type of information because this information only finds people of the proper vibrational consciousness Mm. heart and mind Right. If you are not this vibration, you are probably an elite in a bunker somewhere hanging out with reptilians. Mm. You definitely are not on this podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. You know, um, just to, to affirm, and we can wrap here in just a sec. Um, I used to read that the rapture as not the, the word rapture is not in in the Bible, the Christian Bible, but it does say that we're caught up and and different things like that. It does say actually, (laughs) uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 52. And I can't just spout that off. Like it was in my head. I've looked this up and now I've remembered it. It's it's easy to remember 15, 1, 5, 5, 2. Um, It says in the King James version at the last Trump, when the trumpet shall sound, it's it the prophecy it's so wild if you can't even make this stuff up like it's just wild and we i think the last podcast we talked about um baron trump the adventure of baron trump and and the time traveling and and this is just incredible stuff but i just finished um the first book of enoch and then my brother and i were talking and in the book of matthew jesus says the meek shall inherit the earth and completely contradicting the rapture of that the good is getting taken off. It's actually the bad get taken off. The earth changes in the, in the Christian worldview, the millennial reign of Christ um, or whatever. But that is the, the bad people get taken off. The darkness, the people that don't want love and light. And um, the book of Enoch talks about this. And then um, – in the book of Proverbs, Solomon wrote, uh, there's many references that the wicked shall be removed, removed, removed. And we are watching this great removing right now. And um, 
and I felt such peace when I when I encountered those beans. They were you you described it perfectly. They were reptilian, but also machine like, and there was zero emotion to them. There was no like connecting to them. They didn't want love, but they weren't aggressive back. It was like we look, we spoke. <laughs> this was a giant bean. Looked at him, and I said, "You." You have to leave now. The earth is under the law of love. I just want everyone to, I know it. I feel it. I called it. It is it. The earth is. You called it. I called it. I called it in. The earth is under the law of love right now and nothing can operate. And anything like uh, Berman, um, the Southern District of New York, uh, federal prosecutor who didn't want to leave his post and uh, William Barr wrote him a letter and said, I was going to move you to another position, but since you politicized it, I've asked the president to fire you and fired him. That is a great example of what's happening. They're not fighting back, but they're also not leaving. <laughs> they're being moved out right now. And um, it's a great show. And I hope everyone's enjoying this podcast and conversation, but also enjoy your life. I mean, have fun. This is just one great choice after choice after choice to choose more love, more light, more healing, more connection, more relationship, more knowing, more um, detaching. That's a big one. Detach, detach, detach. So that you can be and observe and be a safe invitation for other be people to be and observe themselves. So brother, thank you for coming on, man. Blessings. High, just highest blessings to you all over you. The every DNA strand in your being. And uh thank you, brother, for coming on. I wanted to go deep just a little bit more. One no, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I can't I can't leave off on this topic because the the moving out of the negative beings is not only happening now as we get deeper into the dense energy cloud, but I, what I forgot to mention is that when the great solar flash occurs, the, the light is going to either destroy mm. these reptilian beings or it's going to push them off the earth. Mm. They're not going to be able to survive the light. Eviscerate. It's literally going to, to burn them up, which, which is what I've heard. Mm. So these, AI infested beings who are not fully souls, they're going to literally be destroyed when the great solar flash occurs. Wow. This will instantly wipe out all evil on planet earth for 1000 years, yes. which is what it says in the Bible. Yes. The millennial reign of Christ. So yes. This prophecy is, is directly accurate to what other um, past life regressions have said and what other ancient prophecies have revealed about this mm. time, the rapture, supposedly. Yes. Um, it's just amazing to, to hear it from another, another perspective. Um, because the secret space program, you have to understand, this, the great solar flash has already passed through uh, the nearest star systems to us. Those mm. civilizations have already um, had the great solar flash. They also had a similar structure 
on our planet where the, the elites were taking over, but the reptilians were taking over their planet. But when this great solar flash came, they were all expelled instantly. Mm. So the, the rise in consciousness of their planet allowed them to finally um, defeat all of the evil. And then they were be able to, to become the 5D civilization, which is where we are headed to. So once the great solar flash occurs, these nearby star systems with their inhabitants will come to assist Earth and help us through our healing process mm. and help us through our, our, our first step into being a, a true 5D civilization with free energy and teleportation, instantaneous healing, mm. instantaneous travel, yes. paradise. Yes the ability to go to any other planet and star system in the universe, other dimensional planes. This is all happening in the very, very near future. It's already happening for some of us who have taken the first step with psychedelics. We've seen the higher dimensional realms. We've seen higher dimensional beings. Um, We've already taken that first step in, in stepping out of the 3d realm of ignorance. So we have to keep continuing on this path. We have to keep expanding our consciousness every day. The Great Awakening Map is just one way for you to expand your consciousness, to see the bigger picture of reality. For any QAnons or patriots out there, um, if you are focusing on the political scene, the Great Awakening Map will show you the big picture of where Q plays um, on the whole grand chessboard of the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is a 4D chess game. It's taking place in the future and in the past. Um, the 4D chess game is a very real thing that even uh, Trump is aware of. His right. family is aware of the looking glass technology. Oh, and the, the most amazing thing I forgot to mention, uh, when you were talking about trumpets, I love how Trump Pence Yes. Is is hello <laughs> amazing oh, Pence. oh my god i thought Blow you, my mind i thought you were referencing um pence from baron trump's event no you're right trumpets trump pence yes so trump pence. that is oh, it's it's it guys if you're not having fun right now with everything you really get to i i want to read i want to read it um i have it here it says um Right before it, actually, 1551, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This is the 5D. This, that, what we're... This is why when you said, are, um, how has this impacted your Christianity? It's not that I, I use Bible as the, because I've read it. I've read the King James Bible seven times cover to cover. I can give you a dissertation on all the great Christian classics and denominations. And, and, and now I'm studying Judaism. And, and what I told these, these Christian leaders who I love dearly, love them. They're such sweet men. I said, you know, Paul wrote in Romans, um, that the Gentiles were grafted into the vine to provoke the Jews to jealousy. You don't think that the New Age world's getting grafted into the vine to provoke the gen- the Gentiles to jealousy, or and that's only obviously from that Judeo-Christian worldview. And there's all the beautiful 
and and even I just learned this. This is a this is a side note, but I find it interesting. So Abraham in Judaism, they teach that Abraham received all these magical gifts and spiritual technologies, and he blessed all the peoples of the earth, certain groups with these spiritual technologies. So Hinduism, that's why the priests or the Brahmins named after Abraham and that Shiva is, is the God, the God Shiva. And then Orthodox Jews study a, a yeshiva. It's all the same corresponding connection. So when people think, well, there's, Judaism or Christianity or Buddhism or Hinduism or whatever, or even the very beautiful tribal, um, like I was in Japan and, and um, uh, what is uh, Shintoism, which everything has a God and, and even rocks and mountains, they all have a being that protects that, that entity. And in Judaism, they talk about every living thing has an angel that protects its order. I mean, you, it's just when you start to travel and learn and study, it is so beautiful that humans share a message. The deep state has created separation of that message, division of that message, um, control of that message. But when we start to share a message, you're like, well, this is all, this is all the same. It's different words perhaps, but it's all a beautiful awakening to the truth and the truth makes us free and we're about to encounter such a beautiful freedom that um it's gonna be glorious it's gonna be glorious so can you please send me that bible quote with trumpets yeah because i want to make a really good meme i want to make a good meme about it oh you got it and i want want others to just replace the word trumpets with Trump and Pence whenever they see it in the Bible. And they're gonna, they're gonna have like a, a, a second spiritual awakening. Yes, yes. And you know, the gates of hell, the gates of hell shall not prevail against, uh, against you, Jesus told Peter. The gates of hell, not the kingdom of hell, not, uh, you know, hell shall not prevail against you. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. I mean, Guys, hello. are you talking about Bill Gates? Yeah, and the vaccine, the chipping, and the ID six six six, and all these things. I mean, the Bible's you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. Um, so I will send that to you. And man, I I can't wait for someday we'll meet in person. I know that it will be it'll be awesome. And I'd love to to sit and meditate with you and and um, give you a hug, brother. Just give you. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you. And everyone. Thank you so much for having uh, me on your show. And I'll, been I'll, a great- uh, I'll put your website, buy the products. I just bought a hat, a sweatshirt I'm excited about. You can buy um, museum quality posters and prints and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so thank you, brother. And, and please, uh, everyone listening, support um, our precious brother here because uh, he's supporting us with his work. So thank you. Thank you so much, Lucas, and thank you to your amazing audience. Um, I encourage everybody to share this podcast as far and wide as possible because the information in this podcast has the potential to not only awaken somebody else, but to lead them toward full enlightenment in one lifetime. And if 
you were the catalyst for that person to awaken, then the karma, the good karma that you will get from such an act of compassion and generosity is millionfold. Mm. It's going to help you manifest the dreams of your life much quicker mm. when you are able to practice generosity and good ethics and compassion. These are higher vibrational activities which allow you to unlock more of your future positive timeline. Mm. So I encourage everybody to share this podcast and to explore uh, greatawakeningmap.co. Everything you need is there. My Instagram is 5D Awakening Consciousness. I update every day and I share um, ascension knowledge all the time. So everything that we're talking about on this show can be found on my Instagram. Yes. It's, my only, uh, it's my only voice piece with the public. So if they want to message me or send me memes or whatever, um, they're more than welcome to uh, contact me that way and uh hopefully we can do another rabbit hole journey yeah. on your on your podcast right i would love like that. we didn't even go down the rabbit hole like no we barely we barely just peeked into okay. the deep abyss today um we can go dark we went pretty dark when we talked about the reptilians in the middle of the earth yep like yep. you your some of your viewers are gonna have to like switch off at that point <laughs> but others are gonna switch on yeah yeah it's okay That's pretty deep that literally is deep as in deep into the center of the earth yeah so yeah, yeah. if if you're still hanging on at this point then you guys are all in at this yeah, point that's true so you guys are being thrown in the deep end the map is only going to make you go deeper so uh study the map and hang hang out on this podcast yeah you guys will be good <laughs> Brother Champ, thank you so much. That was that was fun, and uh, I I can't wait for more many more conversations. We get to go even deeper, brothers and sisters. Thank you for being on this journey with me. If you're curious, if you're if you have any thoughts that you want to discover, talk about, reach out, reach out to Champ, reach out to me. It's okay. We're here to be helpers and teachers of truth and light in this world. And so I'm honored to bring you on this journey. I am Lucas Mack, the host of the Golden Rule Revolution, where we treat people like people and nothing less. We bring in the law of love into our reality and we live and walk in that love. And when we live and walk in love, it allows truth to come forth. And when truth comes forth, we experience freedom. And my desire for all of you is to be free. So thank you so much for journeying with me on this podcast. And I look forward to bringing you many, many more beautiful episodes. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <music>